From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is for me, and I trust that it will be for us day by day to get together right here and share some good things from God's Word. Right now, we are looking at the book of Philippians and just checking the highlights things that are just so strong, so powerful. They're like mountain peaks in the Scripture. And we have looked already at chapters 1, 2, and 3. And today we're going to look at the first verse of chapter 4. So I trust that you'll stay with me for the next few minutes because I have some good things for you. Let me just remind you that November 11 and 12, the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference will be held right here at the Sword of the Lord Auditorium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we look forward to having men from all over the country come and be a part of that. It is an exciting event. We've done it for a number of years now, and the men love it. And I hope that you'll plan to be with us this November 11 and 12. It's a Friday night and a Saturday, and it is a good time. I trust that you'll plan to join us. Check it out on our website at swordofthelord.com. Now, let's look at our verse today, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 1. Therefore, my brethren... Dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Now, right in the last part of that verse, there's two words where it says, stand fast. I want you to notice that this verse begins by saying, therefore. Now, anytime the word therefore is in the Bible, obviously we need to look to see why it is there. And this time it is there because we have seen all of these great truths presented in the first three chapters. And so he is saying, therefore, stand fast, because all of this is true. You have every reason to stand up and be counted and do not give in to the pressure. Now, notice also that in this verse, there are five different terms that uh, I think we can just call them terms of fraternity. Uh, terms of uh, affection, when he addresses these folks in Philippi, remember, they're his converts, many of them, and he has taught them, he has nurtured them along the way, and he talks about them like this. He calls them brethren. He says they are dearly beloved. He says they are longed for. That is, he's hoping that he can spend time with them. He calls them his crown. He calls them his joy. And then the dearly beloved term is repeated a second time. All of that in that one verse, five special terms reflecting the Christian fraternity, reflecting the fact that they are, in fact, brothers and sisters in the Lord, and they are definitely terms of affection. So these are the kinds of things that ought to be representative of every local congregation. And I think surely here in this passage, We see it very clearly. I want you to know that he is thinking with them when he tells them to stand fast in the Lord. He's thinking about where they are. They're living in an environment that is not necessarily friendly to their Christian faith. He knows that's not easy, and he's anticipating that there is some stress coming. Now, when he says stand fast, we look at that, and I think maybe if you're familiar with your Bible, 
You'll remember there's another passage in Ephesians chapter 6 that talks about standing that's probably the more famous passage. And I turn to that now, Ephesians chapter 6, and look at verse number 11, verse number 12, verse number 13. Verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So here we got something very instructive that tells us that we need to armor up. That is, we need to strengthen ourselves, get fully equipped, get fully prepared, get ourselves discipled so that we will be able to deal with whatever strategies the devil unleashes in our direction so that whatever pressure he puts on us, we will be capable of dealing with that. We remember that there are passages in the Bible that says about the Lord that he is able, and we understand that. That's really a very powerful statement when it says that he's able because he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Well, this verse says that you and I need to be able to deal with the devil. Sometimes we get to thinking that he is so strong, so powerful, that there's nothing we can do. Well, actually, the Bible gives us all kinds of reason to believe that if we'll just deal with it the way the Lord says deal with him, that he really will have to take flight. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. And I think surely you and I can get ourselves equipped, get ourselves armored up so that we can stand against the wiles, the strategies, the scheming of the devil. Look at verse 12. Again, Ephesians 6. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we are facing some very formidable foes. We are, in fact, engaged in a great battle, a great war, just like uh, we have the conflict between God and Satan, because we line up with God all at once, the devil's against us, and all at once he's going to unleash things against us that's going to be hurtful, that's going to be pressure, going to bring heat to us, and uh, we have to be prepared for that. Verse 13 then, Ephesians 6, says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So this passage tells us that it's important for us to get equipped. Twice it says, so that we will be able. We know God's able, but we need to be able. And being able to deal with all of this, and not just to stand, but verse 13 says also to withstand. That means we don't give in. We don't give up. We don't crash because we've already had three battles. We still stand up in the fourth battle, the fifth battle, the sixth battle. And whenever we do as we ought to do, verse 14 then says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, etc. It tells us then things that we need to have. And so we learn in this passage that standing is of a vital, vital nature. It is a necessity in our Christian life and in our Christian walk. And those verses in Ephesians 6 are quite instructive to us. Now, this one that we're looking at here in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1 says that we are to stand fast. That would suggest that we need to stand and do so consistently. We need to do so with the tenacity. We need to do so with endurance. That is, we should not ever give in on our stand. Now, you say, what's the deal here? Are we supposed to stand and stand no matter what? The answer is yes. 
and we need to stand very, very clearly on a number of things. I'm going to suggest to you, he's talking about that we stand on our faith. We don't give in simply because somebody mocks us or because somebody makes fun of the fact that we're a Christian and serving the Lord. No, we stand on our faith. We stand on God's Word. A lot of times we're challenged. People say, why do you say that? Why do you believe that? Why are you headed that direction? Well, we do so because we have the authority of God himself. We have God's word. He has all knowledge. He has true wisdom. And because of that, we can lean on him and listen to whatever he tells us. And so we stand, yes, on our faith. We stand, yes, on the authority of God's word. And in so doing, we stand doctrinally. That is, whatever the Bible teaches, we believe we ought to line up with that and stand right there. There are a lot of folks that just cannot see salvation by grace through faith. They cannot see baptism by immersion after that you are saved. They cannot see that salvation is eternal. They cannot see the uh, premillennial return of Christ. They cannot see the doctrine of the local church, etc. And all because they simply do not stand thoroughly as they ought to on the authority of God's word. But you and I know that those things are true. Those are in the Bible. Thus, they're doctrinal things that we ought to stand on and stand firmly on them. We ought to stand morally. The Bible tells us about uh, lying and stealing and adulterating and a number of other things. And those are moral issues, and we ought not to give ground on them. We need to stand morally. In fact, our entire lifestyle needs to be something that we just take a stand about who we are, what we do, what we will not do. And uh, when people pressure us, we need to be polite and just say no. And uh, you and I can do that. I think the stand we take needs to be taken not only out in the world, but it needs to be a stand with our fellow Christians, people that are on page with us. If they are following the Lord, if they're standing on the Word of God, if they're standing doctrinally and morally, then you and I need to fellowship with them. And uh, that's where our local church becomes such a great, great help to us, a great asset. And it's a part of God's plan, of course, that we not forsake the assembling of ourselves together in our local church. So we stand with our fellows. Our fellowship is of vital importance. And listen, sometimes if you just try to stand alone, you're going to find that the pressure is too great. But if you have others standing with you, then you're reinforced. And you and I need to stand on social issues. We need to even stand on political issues. We need to stand on whatever is coming down the pike. Right is right. It may be a political issue, but right still right, wrong still wrong. It may be a social issue, but right is still right, and wrong is still wrong. And whenever those things come up, and you and I, because we have the Bible, we have the authority of God's Word, we can find the principles, we can find the truth that we need to enable us to decide what we ought to do and how we ought to do it. So what this verse says is, stand fast. You say, when do I do that? Well, I'm going to suggest to you that you stand fast when you're under great pressure, when the heat is on. Whenever somebody is pushing you hard, you need to stand fast. If they're pushing you in the wrong direction, don't go. Just stand true. You need to stand when you're threatened. There are times when people will say, you either do this or else. Well, again, truth is truth. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And so even if you're threatened, you need to stand where you ought to stand as a Christian. 
There may be times when you're discouraged, and certainly even in times of discouragement, you ought to stand on your principles. Stand where you ought to stand. Don't give in simply because you're having a down day. You may be betrayed sometimes. People you've loved, people you've trusted, people that you really counted on, people who were closely aligned with you, but suddenly they don't love you anymore. They don't like you anymore. They're going another route. They're deciding to go away from you. You have been betrayed by them. Stand fast, even in the time of betrayal. You may have times when you've tried things and they fail. You are in a scenario where you are failing. Dear friends, stand fast even when failure is in the works. You may find yourself misrepresented sometimes. People actually telling lies, just uh, scandalously lying about you. Stand fast. Continue to be who you ought to be when that's the case. There may be times when you're ill, when you have some bad medical report. Stand fast, dear friend. Other times you may be outnumbered. You may be outranked. You may be outvoted. Go ahead and stand fast. There are other times when you would have to say, nobody loves me anymore. I'm not loved. I don't feel loved. Well, stand fast anyway. When you've been cheated, somebody actually stole from you. Do not let that throw you. Stand true. Stand fast. Stand like you ought to. And notice this verse says, standing fast in the Lord. That's the key. We're in the Lord. We walk with the Lord, we serve the Lord, and we can then stand as we ought to stand. These terms of affection here in this passage tell us that all of this should be done warmly. It should be done in a sense of fellowship. And may the Lord bless us and help us to just stand fast no matter what. Well, I trust this will be of some help to you today. And tomorrow we'll do some more right here out of chapter 4, looking at these mountain peaks in Philippians. In the meantime, I'd love to send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper. I trust that you'll write me a note, and I will send it to you immediately. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And until tomorrow, God bless you, have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.